1: Hello.
2: Hello. Daniel. Uh,
1: hello, Mark. And welcome to episode 8 mm. of the Probably Honest podcast with as you may have guessed, myself Dan,
2: myself Mark. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Um Dan and I were just discussing uh the length of time it's been since we we did our last podcast. There was a long a long layoff.
1: Yeah, for them it doesn't feel like that long ago because it's been two weeks since I uploaded the last one to the world.
2: But for us, it was several months.
1: Yeah, we've had Christmas. Yeah, we've had New Year's. Yeah. In fact, we're yeah we've skipped a year now.
2: Mm.
1: Well, it hasn't been a year. Yeah, yeah. But you've got two tattoos.
2: I have. Yeah. Got a bloody,
1: bloody sick tattoo on my arm.
2: They're
1: all recovery related.
2: Yeah they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine aren't.
1: Actually I've got one that's recovery related. Yeah. Um symbol of presence mm. I got when I was one year clean. Really? Yeah. And it hasn't
2: helped me stay in the moment. Is that is that the one of your on your right so the middle one in your right forearm? Yes. To be for the benefit of the listeners, both Dan and I have forearm tattoos. I have one on my left arm and one on my right arm. Dan has is that that's not that that when we would that qualify as a sleeve? Does it go all the way to the top of your arm?
1: I have a sleeve, yeah. You have a sleeve, okay. But that Daniel that, has a sleeve. That mine um, symbol of presence, which people can Google, yeah, is not part of the sleeve, okay. And right. it hasn't helped you stay present. It hasn't helped me stay present. There's a lesson for you out there. Chip. There is a lesson for myself and everyone listening.
2: If you think a tattoo is going to change your life. <laughs> I thought this tattoo was going to change my life and it has for the better. <laughs> <laughs> what have you, what have you got? I've got uh, the symbol for narcotics anonymous. Yeah. Um, on my left forearm, which I'm actually going to get filled in now. Cause I just had the outline done, but I, I actually um, want it to be shaded in now. So it's just, it's very simple again, Googleable, but uh, it's a circle with a, like a diamond shape in the middle. Um, and they they all symbolize something, apparently, but I can't remember what they are. I just, I just wanted the Narcotics Anonymous symbol because it meant a lot to me, so I wanted that. And then this one, I was trying to get five... I wanted to get five bands because yesterday I celebrated five years of sobriety.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. I didn't um, even know this. Uh, well, you bloody should. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I celebrated five years of sobriety yesterday, and I was going to get five thin line black bands around my right forearm. Um, but apparently it's really difficult to do. Apparently it's really difficult to do bands full stop because obviously a forearm is not a can of Pringles. It's a forearm. Um, so it's difficult to get them to kind of line up. And especially with fine line, black, black, fine line tattoos, the guy kept trying to stencil them around my arm. And because my forearm is a bit of a weird shape, cause I'm so fucking muscular. because that's not the reason but because it's such a weird shape every time he'd like got the stencil round it just was slightly off the lines so it was crooked so it looked Mm. a bit weird um so he was like well i don't think we can we're going to manage good fine line tattoos but if you want to do the lines thicker i can cover up the fact that the lines will be slightly crooked so i was like yeah cool let's go for that so i've got three thicker black bands on my right forearm um, which I quite like because they look really fresh, but Dan's apparently not a fan of the fresh look.
1: I think it's just um, no, no. I mean, it, it's going to look great, and I love band uh, tattoos, and, and I, I definitely are I've you backtracking for the benefit of the listeners. I've got friend, <laughs> I've got a friend who's got very similar, and I I love it. Um, yeah, and I always wanted to get kind of band. I, you know. Mm. This is me about to sound incredibly nerdy, but I'm a huge fan of Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. And I watched his podcast, podcast. I watched his film uh, called Roadrunner, which is about, I'm going to close the window quickly, just in case people can hear that siren going. Yeah,
2: sorry, I'll just do some filler. Um, So Anthony Bourdain, the legendary chef who sadly committed suicide a few years ago, yeah?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So Roadrunner is a film about who
2: he was and the build up to that. And I want to watch that actually. It's really I've been good. Intrigued by him. People always bang on about how good he is. And I'm not really a big chef. Like I don't I don't really I'm not into the world of like cookery and stuff like it's that. It's nothing
1: to do with um I think when you watch his show and his shows, because he's got loads. Yeah. His angle isn't but I mean his his kind of more recent one, uh Parts Unknown, is less about the food and it's yeah. more about the countries he's in and and he's he's a very uh obviously quite socialist or he's very like observant as a political commentator as well yeah. so what he started doing is um I feel maybe this has coincided with his depression mm. and his mental health the more he started to see the world in a, a more uh moody light yeah the more his shows started to represent he'll be in a country with places you'll never be able to go hence the name of the uh the show being parts unknown like he's going to the congo which yeah, he just yeah, can't yeah. go to yeah, yeah, yeah um and he's speaking to the locals there and learning why is your country the way it is now and he's learning from the locals how how actually is it rather than tourist photos or yeah, yeah, yeah. travel shows and it's like yeah, it's just really in depth. And then his film is a little bit about that, how he became, you know, this weird celebrity in the cooking world, but actually everything he's doing is incredibly honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh as someone with a history of addiction as well, he's like very yeah, like, yeah, blunt. Yeah. Um Is and he is he twelve steps? No, he was he wasn't sober. He, was he wasn't three, sober. He, was he, he had an an uh, an issue he had uh, he was he used to be growing up addicted to heroin and crack, and then yeah, he yeah, stopped, yeah. and then he just became drinking drinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know how you know everyone's different. I don't know how he's gone from not really being an alcoholic, but was addicted to.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, so yeah, the film's about his descent into progressive kind of uh, everything that comes up. I'm like, wow, you know, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. All. Uh, I'm going to sound super cheesy here, but you know, I I was watching it thinking if only he had found a program and some people to help him, he might still be alive because reason that he potentially descended into darkness and suicide was because he was, he felt more and more alone and more and more, you know, trapped probably. I don't know. Yeah. 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 So I watched that and I was like, Almost what he's just tattooed up. And I was like, maybe I need to get a tattoo yeah. that he's got in, in rem- remembrance of a guy that wanted to show the world in its true colours yeah, and yeah, wasn't yeah. able to. And is, as a result, unable to get the help that he could have maybe yeah. had or something like that and died.
2: Yeah. So. What a poignant start to, the, to this episode. But other well, yeah. Because we are ultimately here to talk about. Mental health, addiction, spirituality, hope, faith, yeah. all that good stuff. So that was my Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> suicide without dying.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought, yeah, we're we're way beyond Christmas now. This is going to be really bizarre when people listen to this because mm. it might be summertime. Could be yeah. Which is uh, you know, if it is the summertime when this is uploaded, mm. hope you guys have uh, got enough sun cream on. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's one thing we don't do enough on on this podcast is public service announcements
1: yeah public service announcements whatever
2: whatever the weather sun cream wear Wear your your fucking sun cream (laughs) my friend anna wears sun cream year-round on her face because she's afraid of the impact of aging and then i found out loads of people do this really yeah year-round sun cream low low factor sun or high factor i can't remember which one it is but wear it on their face year round because they're afraid of the effects of aging of the sun. Lydia has to do that because she's ginger. She did, yeah, she is bloody ginger. If you're <laughs> listening, Lydia, you are bloody ginger. There's no, there's no. She doesn't want to
1: get. Doesn't want to get any skin damage because yeah. she's very, very um. What do you call it? F- Sensible. Yeah, intelligent. intelligent. She's fair skinned, fair skinned. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that would be there.
1: Way more sensible than I am. Yeah. I just get burnt up. So
2: yeah. wear your sun cream and wash your hands. Yeah. Unless you're me and I tan magnificently.
1: This is what I was talking about with your bands.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tattoos going to wear... Dan was saying before before we started recording that my... When I when I get a tan in the summer, that's really when these bands, these tattoo bands are going to come into their own, you know? Yeah. God.
1: I'm hilarious because I never... I never um go bare skinned all over so I always have the like pale (laughs) yeah I always have like oh wow the tattoos look amazing and then suddenly there's just pale
2: yeah yeah. I mean I don't know you haven't clocked but I've shaved both my arms you see because they they obviously had to shave the top of this arm so I could have the bands put on so you thought why not go all well because well because the right one looked fucking ridiculous because I just had I'm quite a hairy person, so I had, like, just hair in one segment on my arm. I was like, well, I've got to shave that off. And then I just had one hairless arm. <laughs> so I was like, well, I have to shave the other arm now. Um, and it looks... I look like I have a child's arm. Um, I wouldn't say that you're so quite... You,
1: you're quite strong. What? <laughs> you're quite muscular. I am. So... You know that, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, this is a weird intro to the <laughs> episode. But... Um, yeah, so it's like, I wouldn't say you've got a child's arm because I don't feel like they
2: yeah work out. Yeah, kids don't work out. Kids, if you're listening, don't bloody work out. Yeah, because it not growth. Let yourselves grow, come on. Public service announcement, announcement number two, mm-hmm. let yourselves grow. Should we do um, the
1: topic? Yeah. Uh, to now so? we've done two public service announcements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if a third one comes up, we'll let you know. we'll, we'll just We'll just chuck it in. Yeah, so um, after the fantastic double whammy of attachment and we hope that now everyone is cured of any sort of relationship difficulties as yeah. we
2: are not. Because Well, because that is the goal of every single episode of the podcast we do, that anyone who listens to it is automatically cured. Yeah. And that is a guarantee. That is the <laughs> podcast guarantee. Public service announcement number three. <laughs>
1: when you listen to a full episode from start to finish you'll get cured of that
2: topic. whatever that topic is that day you'll get cured of spirituality yeah <laughs> we'll cure you of that you don't want cure them of spirituality all oh, right you'll you'll give them spirit. can you give someone spirituality we'll give you spirit we'll give you the spirit and hope real real wolf spirit that's what <laughs> you're the spirit of the wolf <laughs> i was gonna bark then but i thought that's yeah, just weird don't bark. <laughs> We'll give you wolf spirit and panther courage. Yeah. The courage of the panther. Wow, this is powerful. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Episode number eight Mm -hmm. of the Probably Honest podcast is brought to you by... No, uh, it will be, we thought,
2: money. Money. Or spending habits. Relationship to money.
1: The topic of emotional, physical and mental... Which is emotional. Yeah. Attachment to all that is spending and money.
2: Yeah. Cool.
1: The last bit of that coffee was just loads of grains.
2: Yeah. That's why you should drink it from the the, the percolator thing. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I thought this was a really good subject for a podcast because narcissistically... Uh, it gave me a chance to talk about my struggles with money over the years yeah um and i've and I feel like I've really struggled with it um so should we should we both briefly just discuss our own relationship with money spending how like what it was like yeah, so
1: do you want to go first or shall I you go first, okay um I can probably start this the way that I would start. A share if I was yeah, yeah, going to yeah. go to Depta Anonymous or something. Depta Anonymous,
2: Great Fellowship, we'll link to it at the end of the episode. That's
1: right. I've never been. Yeah. But I understand that it's very beneficial to you. I've
2: been. It's great. I think it's brilliant.
1: Okay. Maybe mm. I should go sometime. Check it but out. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening to this for the first time, always got to be mindful of the people that just chimed in at the latest yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Is um Debt to Anonymous is a 12 step fellowship much like Alcoholics Anonymous that mm-hmm. focuses on people that like the name suggests might be having difficulty with debt and surprisingly not it's not to do with let's just cure your debt it's the emotional spiritual uh attachment to spending and getting yeah, yeah, That' what the topic of the show
2: is. Yeah, it's such, it's such an interesting avenue because I, it says debt is anonymous, but I think there are people there who don't go there for debt. There are people there who go there because their spending habits are out of control. Yeah. People who go there because they are chronic under earners, like under earning is a thing. People who pathologically cannot um, accept high paying jobs or jobs worthy of their qualifications or their ability. Uh, really yeah yeah yeah. that's That's interesting it's a big thing people not being able to do that um not being able to handle the responsibility or fear of the responsibility of of a high-paying job um and then also like i think the like you said the overarching thing that they look at is your relationship to money and how it ties to your how you view yourself your value your self-esteem and then they look at kind of like 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 all twelve step fellowships do, they examine they inventory your relationship with money in the same way they would inventory your relationship with drugs, with sex, with gambling, whatever it is. Um and it's incredible because money is one we don't really think about that much. Um, because it's so ubiquitous, because it's something that we all use um unconsciously so often uh i think it's i think one of the, the best things i got from going to debt anonymous for i didn't go for very long um i went to maybe like four or five meetings and i read their they have a basic text which is just like their book of their principles and it's entirely changed my perspective on money and my relationship to it and and why i spent the way i did and why I, why i had the feelings i did around money hmm. um so yeah, it's, it's, if anyone struggles with debt or with spending or anything like that, I I couldn't recommend that fellowship enough. I think it's fantastic, and it's free, and it's bloody free, yeah.
1: Because I know that there's a lot of, um, and I'm not discrediting uh, authentic, you know, maybe money coaches or, or yeah, yeah, helpful, uh, helpful kind of professionals in in that sense that can mm. guide people with their money.
2: I am. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure you do a wonderful job. That's, that's the
1: coffee speaking. Now. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I feel like if there's a if there's some a, an option that is free with people that are just like you or I. Yeah. Um. That can you can share their how they got out of situations and definitely go with that. I think. Yeah. Um. But hey, everyone. Each to their own.
2: Yeah. So I co-opted the intro of your story. That's before, okay. So do you, wanna, do you yeah, want to? Yeah. So that's. Please continue. Let's dive into me. Let's talk about you for a bit.
1: So, I guess my relationship with money probably comes from a very obvious place to me is uh I grew up with not and not immediately financially we had like quite a few difficulties. Uh just, you know, um for one reason or another and then suddenly my dad just sparked into this uh entrepreneur wizard and Things started going really well for him. And um, I, yeah, it's kind of developed in a way that I've become, I've been raised with quite a, a skewed relationship to money in which yeah. um, my dad was was able to support me, support everyone, take us for nice meals, take us on holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we never had like a huge house. It's kind of like a, a mix of like quite... Not stinking rich, but not you know it's definition of uh, definition of like middle class I would suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was definitely quite uh fortunate that I was able to sometimes or often ask for things and, and, and get get help with it yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, as this developed, it became more and more and uh, it gave me um, quite a spoiled attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah and um I should be entitled to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I kind of got used to being quite manipulative. Um I didn't really earn my way yeah. so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very rare that I I I did occasionally, you know, mm. worked for it, but uh yeah, I was quite spoiled. Mm. So um Throw in some insecurities and and some early stages of onsetting to addictive mentalities and and habit forming, mm. and um, it became quite difficult to navigate my world my way around this. Mm. So, um, I for as long as I can remember, my relationship to money has been I want it now. Yeah. Can I have that? And, um, and now, fast forwarding a few years or many years. Now my spending is terrible. Um, I don't earn that much. I haven't earned that much for as long as I've been uh, an, uh, growing up. Mid twenties. Some say late twenties, but I don't think 26 is late twenties just yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'm nearly 27.
2: So yeah. I'm getting old. You are. Yeah. But <laughs> I was going to tell you earlier, you're getting fucking old.
1: Yeah. Well, wrinkles on my wrinkles <laughs> I don't know what that means um, so yeah so basically uh, this it's hard for me to kind of express it but it becomes a, a physical itch now yeah, yeah. when I have two when I say when I've got an un, a money when I just got money yeah, 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 I feel like oh I can splash out on this and splash out yeah, on that yeah, yeah. nowadays I'm actually trying really hard to Almost not spend anything. Yeah. But I'm in a situation now where I've got quite a few expenditures, and I need to look at this and and break things down and be like, what do I actually need? Yeah. Because I can just be sitting here, being like, I'm not going to spend any money today. Yeah, yeah. And things will just come out of my account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. But I'm getting better. Um, I don't know if that's just denial or whether I need to really sit down or whether that is just the Habits of the past following me yeah.
2: where I am into the present. You know, you're just describing there um, where you you start the day with all the intentions of not spending money, and then things just come out of your account. Do how similar is that to your uh, alcoholism and drug addiction? That sense of I have every intention of not spending money today, and then then when do you do you spend money, and then you're like, well, I fucking spent money now so I'm just going to double down and tomorrow will be a new day of saving.
1: No, not no? quite anymore.
2: No? It used to be like that. Okay.
1: It used to be like that. But I mean, like, I don't mean as in, oh, I don't know how I've gone through town and spent money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are just popping up now. Oh, okay, right. There'll so be like,
2: and stuff. Okay, yeah,
1: subscriptions yeah, yeah. or, um, for example, uh, because, I did, you know, I'm trying to keep my ears safe because I do music stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get, uh, like, ear protection at the moment yeah yeah, yeah. it costs i'm trying to get um like molded yeah. uh, ear protection like plugs yeah 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 and um i went the other day and it I got a cheaper there's like a hearing for musicians scheme where if you can prove you're a musician they can basically give you a significantly discounted rate right rather than 200 pounds it's 40 pounds i was like fantastic yeah, 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 so yeah. they did that i went there and they were like oh you've got Sorry for anyone that's squeamish over ears, but they were like, oh, you've got blocked, fully blocked uh, wax. And I was like, oh, no. So, like, you're going to have to get that removed. So, I called up the NHS and we're like, oh, we don't do that anymore because of COVID. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that COVID spread through the ear canal. Did you say that? No, I didn't say (laughs) that. Of course you didn't fucking say that. (laughs) And then... um, (laughs) So... They like, you have to get it done privately. So I went on like Boots and uh, Specsavers. Mm. So imagine, do that as well, weirdly
2: enough. That's like 55 quid. This, this is what I'm talking about. This may maybe one of my favourite of your tangents. <laughs> <So we're> talking, <laughs> it's all about money and bills coming out and somehow we've managed to get all the way down to I'm having a specialist procedure to remove wax from <laughs> <laughs> It's a good tangent. Sorry, continue. So
1: here I am, sat in the car, rejected from the ear man. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm on my phone and everywhere, and there's no appointments available. Yeah. And the appointments that are available cost like 60, 70 quid. I don't have 60, 70 quid really to dispose of. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, today, this is just today, for example. Luckily, I called up the ear people to rearrange an appointment. They said, would you like us to book in um a removal of of the blockage mm. when you come in next and i was like yes that'd be great it would have been fantastic when you did it mm. the first time round." Yeah. but nice. they're like oh we didn't have it mm. i didn't say that to them either cool. it was all in my head okay and for the comedic value of sounding like a grump on the microphone yeah yeah, yeah. uh but yeah, they they gave me a cheaper option than the others again. So just a little bit of patience and perseverance. Okay, don't need to spend straight away. There might be a cheaper options that come through. Public service announcement number four. Yes, um, but anyway, back to my my relation of uh, of, of money spending. <laughs> I, yeah, I've grown up with such a. Uh, I need it now. I want it now. How yep. can I get that now? That that's kind of fed into into taking out loans or if yeah, yeah, yeah. paypal buzzed me uh, a year ago saying you're eligible for credit mm. um now i'm now i've got minus 200 pounds on that yeah, i'm yeah, yeah. maxed out on two overdrafts of my yeah of my monzo and my santander Yeah,
2: yeah yeah
1: and um you know people are people are quite relaxed when i speak about this to you know friends and stuff mm. like i I can't get out of these overdrafts. I don't ha- I don't earn enough to get out of them. And, and, and they're like, ah, oh, but it's only like 30 quid a month. that They charge you. I'm like, okay, but that's 60 quid a month.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Over
1: two banks. Yeah, yeah. And I've got finances that I've taken out for things I can't pay for from when I was earning more for a, yeah, yeah, a, a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I've got, you know, two, 300 quid that comes out. Yeah. Of, and I don't earn, I earn under a grand a month. So this is the kind of being honest about this stuff. Mm. Uh, i'm not complaining, this is all my own mm. creation, but this is the the uh the unawareness of mm. thinking ahead that I wasn't anticipating at the time of me opening up financial opportunities for more difficulty yeah, yeah yeah at the time of of doing, and that is as a result of growing up with a mentality that I want that now. Yeah, I want yeah. that bit of equipment for music now. Yeah, I want yeah, yeah. the laptop now. Um, mm. Yeah. So I'm like a broken capitalist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, giving into advertisements of things that I can't afford.
2: book that. The broken capitalist.
1: The broken capitalist. And it's, it's just, really good, just yeah. me ranting about <laughs> <laughs> earwax.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, um, So I have no solution at the moment, okay. but I am, I've, uh, it's just great timing of the re- the relationship I'm in. Lydia's being very trying to be who who uh, earns not an, not an, not enough for what she does, but earns way more than I do, mm. and um and is being careful with money, mm. learning and learning about um investing, yeah, her savings and so on, and and has set a budget um for her spending each week, and if yeah. she she's under spent and she's like great that means that at the end of the month that can go towards mm. something else mm. so she just has set up she looks at her spending she looks at what she earns mm. and she sets a weekly budget of what mm. she wants to spend yeah and uh yeah and I don't know I should have asked where she got this valuable plan from yeah, yeah, yeah. might just be from her own head yeah she's a genius <laughs> yeah But um, my fear, and this is uh, definitely something I'm just sharing rather than something that I have the answer to, Mm. is I don't earn enough to be able to come up with a a spending plan Yeah, because there's just things coming out of my account. Yeah, So I need to get control over that. But yeah, um, one thing I am doing, and I will kind of give my break on this because I didn't really didn't want to go into, like, the ins and outs of my history of spending. Mm. That's It's all relative to my addiction to, you know, my drug-taking was, how can I get more money to take,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. To take drugs? Yeah, so absolutely. I'd, like,
1: manipulate people, or I'd lie, or I'd yeah. steal. Um, it's hard, you know, I don't steal money from people, mm. but I do sometimes just... Nowadays, it's as simple as I just ask, uh, you know... I try not to borrow off people, Mm. but, um, I try not to ask maybe, it's rare that I ask mum and dad if I can have some help, but I am still, um, which I'm not proud of, uh, 26, basically 27 year old who struggles with money, doesn't earn much Mm. and sometimes asks my mum and dad for help. Yeah. Very rarely. Um,
2: you're, you're in the majority of people then oh okay that's you're in the majority of people in their 20s okay the the reliance on i can't i can't remember what the statistic was i can't i'm not going to make one up that i read i read an article recently about the uh and it was specifically talking about how prevalent it's become in the last couple of decades for people to be uh have a large percentage of their kind of um their life being funded or financed or supported and this is people in their like uh 20s early 30s being supported by their parents okay uh, and i and i think you're you're absolutely right i think you've like you've described a very uh one of the issues with the culture that we've grown up in you and i because i can totally identify with that i want it now i yeah. don't want to wait i don't want to save i want it now oh i can have an overdraft to buy it now fantastic i got a credit card to buy it now amazing mm. what well, i'm ve- i'm eligible for credit even though i own fuck all amazing <laughs> you know, that's like i can have it now that's brilliant yeah, yeah um and and everything in our society is geared around us being able to buy something now with means we don't have and i yeah. whereas historically our like my parents grew up in not poverty but in in an era where um you know it was only my my parents are only two generations removed from world war ii that's and that's kind yeah. of so the values that my parents parents had were built on rationing frugality saving things mending things learning how to like that was the rationale and the value system that they were built on and our parents and probably you know maybe two generations or so ago that those were the values they were built on so um just to kind of segue into my own seamlessly into my own story of uh, money like my very similar to you i i grew up in a family where uh money wasn't a wasn't an issue per se it wasn't like it wasn't a concern we we weren't wealthy by any stretch of the imagination but it was not a concern um but it was also something that was never discussed like we did not talk about how much money we had i couldn't have told you how much money my father earned i knew he earned more comparatively than he worked in sales and my dad was a very successful salesman and he worked for I won't say who he worked for actually, but he worked in sales for thirty years, and he was a very good salesman. And he earned, uh, he he earned a lot of money in bonuses. And we, um, you know, we used to live quite happily off the amount of money. And considering I'm one of five children, we used to live quite comfortably. Considering we had seven people in the family, including my parents, um, but we, we didn't discuss money. It was it was wasn't something that was discussed. We had it, and we could go on two holidays a year and we could know all that stuff was covered i had no concept of where we stood in the grand scheme of things um and but i thought we were better off than the people i most of the people i went to school with i i assumed we were better off then which i think was probably correct It's and then it was interesting as i kind of progressed i went to college and then I went to university because you start to encounter people with real wealth
1: yeah, yeah like yeah. people
2: with real money and i and i remember distinctly never being uh like never having a concept of shame around like having less money than other people until i met people who had a lot more money than me and um and i remember being in college and suddenly having a sense of being around a lot more wealthy people who had these incredible houses and these incredible parts of the city that i grew up in all this kind of stuff and like loads of money really beautiful cars all this kind of stuff and and suddenly I had this sense of shame around my house and my parents' house, and I completely well, and it's so weird. Know that yeah. feeling. As it's well. just, but like, but you just have no idea. And then suddenly it's like you feel less than for no reason, other than you've just, you know, are we like I've just described us wanting for nothing as as a family as children. Like if I wanted something, um, I wouldn't get I wouldn't get it straight away. But I knew that as a family we could afford it, and uh, there was never a you know we were never in financial difficulties at all. Very comfortable. Um, but I think, yeah, so the 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 things that I kind of grew up around were money wasn't discussed. So it was this kind of vague thing in the background that we had. Um but it wasn't really discussed. And then also I think I had this kind of I, I started to associate my own value and my own self esteem with how much money we had. Um or how much money I had in comparison to other people, uh, and what I what like one of one of the big things to me that kind of I think is was quite damaging and fucked up my relationship with money quite badly was when I went to university. I fucked up my money very quickly because I was you know uh, I had no idea, no concept how to manage myself, no concept how to manage my finances how to budget nothing at all i was just kind of loosed into this university environment with no life skills whatsoever mm. so like just no just i just like it actually like uh i'm horrified now to think back with just how just you know and that you get given like student overdrafts and yeah, loans, yeah. All this kind of stuff and i'm like i haven't got a fucking clear how to manage any of this and my, my parents god love them if i'd asked them i'm sure they would have explained to me how to manage things appropriately, but I didn't. And I think it was just assumed that I should know. Yeah, Um, And one of of the things that I've always had, the reason I've always had such a large amount of shame around money is that my father always had money, saved his entire life, was very competent at managing his finances and his money. um, And I wasn't, and this really upset him. Like he, and, and this is with all his children, unfortunately. We've all, for whatever reason, not been good at managing our money except my sister for some reason actually who's really good at saving money um but <laughs> the rest of us fucked like we're all awful with money and it's i think it's been a real source of anger and shame and disappointment for my father that we're so incompetent with with our money so anyway like like you like obviously i had my addiction you use whatever resources available to you so i fucking rinsed overdrafts, credit card, yeah, yeah, yeah. day loans whatever was available i used it And I had a habit um, where I would rack up so much debt that I could not deal with it, take it to my parents, come clean, have the absolute carnage of what that, were the consequences of that with my parents, and then they would pay the debt. So I had this kind of mentality of being rescued all the time. And I would use on the mentality of, they will rescue me at some point.
1: Yeah, if you open up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit with that for a minute and then you know...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I so I used to use on that. I used to use on the basis that I knew they would rescue me at some point. Wow. Um and and I didn't want to because I knew how fucking painful it was to go with my, you know, cap in hand saying, Can yeah. you pay this for me? It was so shameful and so humiliating. Um but I knew it was an option. So I yeah, similar so I got into recovery and I thought, well, as soon as I stop using drugs, I'll be fine. And yeah. I just realized that I was still incapable of managing my own money appropriately or knowing what to do or knowing how I functioned around money. Um, And I, for the first four years of my recovery, well, I would only say it's the last year after going to Debt As Anonymous for a period of time and actually learning about my mentality around money that I had a couple of realizations. Like, first of all, I've realized that I'm a person that cannot handle debt. There are certain people who can handle having debt. I'm not one of those people. If as soon as I have debt, I don't think, how can I get out of this? I think, well, I fucked it now and I need to double. Yeah. I'm going to dive in even more. Yeah. And I just dive in more deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper until I hit some kind of bottom. So I'm not a person who can have overdrafts and use credit Neither can I. And all this kind of stuff. I'm just not one of those people, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's the first step of debt as anonymous is uh, we stopped incurring debt one day at a time. That's the first step. Um. So that that, and that was a, that was an incredible realization for me. I was like, I am not one of these people who can use credit. I'm just not. Um, so that was an incredible realization. And then also there was like, there's this the principle that they discuss in it quite a lot, which is not defining my value by my means. And for me, that was so, such a powerful realization because I wanted things now because I didn't believe that of my of myself, I am valuable enough. Um, but if i have those those shoes those that set of that t-shirt a set of jeans that laptop those airpods whatever it is if i buy those things i need them now because i don't feel enough right now yeah and it's funny how like you know it's that, that whole the whole consumerist mentality of you don't realize you need something until someone shows it to you so like until you see something and AK advertising. Yeah, you don't realize you need something, and sudden, and advertising creates an absence in your life that wasn't there. Yeah, and then you, the only way to fulfill that absence is to get the thing that is being advertised to you, um, which is genius, absolutely fucking genius. If you're an advertiser, my hat goes off. And then you get the thing. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, it didn't do the thing that I wanted, but the next thing will. The next thing will. The next thing will be the thing that I get that will. Yeah, abs- and then
1: that becomes a whole cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Itself, yeah,
2: which I was learning about. Yeah. At my Buddhist course. At the Buddhist course, which I'm sure we'll come back to. Yeah, we will. Um, <laughs> um It's not my Buddhist course, but yeah I'm, but I I'm think advertising that was that was kind of an incredible realization. Yeah. It was like not learning not to define my value by my means. Um because I if I have less than other people. And I earn a good I earn a good salary. And mm-hmm. I you know, and I earn a good salary. I started saving. Um And yet through those realizations, I have used in the period since I've been in debt as anonymous, I have used overdrafts, um, but I haven't used it against, it's not unsecured debt because I have savings. So I haven't incurred any debt per se. I've gone into my overdraft and then paid it off with savings I have, which isn't ideal. No. Um, and I prefer not to have to dip into my savings, um, but you know, it's pro it's progress, not perfection. And you know, I'm not in any debt now, which is amazing. That's really good. Because I used to I the thing you were just describing at the start, i my first couple of years of recovery, I rinsed my overdrafts down to the bottom. Um, and then and was incurring charges on it and stuff like that. And then I would rinse credit cards. And the the thing about my job is that we have a we have a annual bonus. Um, and I also have share save schemes that come out of my salary and stuff. So what I noticed happening was when I knew money was coming, be that six, seven, eight months down the line, I would rinse my bank account going, well, it's fine because I've got a bonus coming in, which is an awful way to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To just like to wait for windfalls and to clear off debt. It's just not a good way. It's not a good way of saving money. And it's actually quite a painful way of living. Um, And also I, I can't handle the stress of debt. I don't like being in overdrafts. I don't like having credit card debt. It creates a mental weight on me that I can't deal with yeah um so i yeah so i kind of that yeah that's why i was saying like debt as anonymous was such an incredible thing for me to go to even though i I don't go to meetings of it now or anything like that i think just understanding those principles was so valuable
1: i think it's a really um interesting and valuable thing to be discussing because actually as a as a nation, as a Western culture, hmm. we're very um, unaware of the impact of advertising it's and so unaware, our habits, and it's 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 uh, not only do we have a country, and and this applies, uh, you know, y- Europe, America, and so on, etc., yeah, yeah, yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, but this country specifically binge drinkers anyway so bringing it to the alcohol thing you know there's a lot of people that are unaware that their patterns are resembling someone that has a habit around drinking a lot absolutely yeah but that equally applies to spending and and why why do why are there so many advisors why are there so many Uh, books and how to get control of your spending and like what do you do when you earn a certain amount and all these things yeah 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 Um,
0: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: You know, and it's very common. Yeah. For uh, not always. Some people yeah. are really good uh, at, 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 at not spending. Yeah. And some people just don't, you know, it's not really a thing for them. Uh, i would love to break the the habit that i do of when you know the 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 phrase of like money burning a hole in your pocket mm, type mm-hmm. thing um and you know i had waves of of memory come back when you're talking about um i just i really identify with like you speaking about when you go to school and when you started seeing real wealth, yeah, yeah so yeah. I went to a state school, not, you know all these memories that I didn't talk about in my little beginning segment mm-hmm. coming back to me. I went to a state school in London, yeah. which is a real uh mixed kind of pot yeah, of Batman. wealth yeah, yeah, yeah you have um Kind of people that have moved over to this country and, and 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 are finding ways to earn in different ways, you have people that have come from poverty you 've got people that have come from extreme wealth, yeah uh, and you 've got people kind of sat in the middle yeah, yeah. and it's all thrown into one and um, i didn't have a good time, which i've st- spoken about in another episode i didn't have a good time at, at primary school I was yeah, yeah, quite yeah. Uh, I felt you know quite isolated and picked on and, mm. and, and um, so as a result. And fortunately my family thought, well, uh around the time the dad started to do better, they put me into a private school. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um
1: which is interesting because when you speak to someone in, who's not from London I mean eh, private schools get a get a certain seen in a certain way anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but in London, I don't know. I feel like when you go outside of London mm maybe there's less of a need for certain you may not need to be uh state schools maybe resemble more of a private school in london in the way mm. that the the backgrounds you get there i'm not sure mm. but i definitely felt like after the bad time i had my parents were like well let's try this yeah, approach yeah. um and see if there's, he has a nicer time yeah as a slightly different suddenly you get more middle class yeah yeah yeah. but then there's also the extreme wealth there and my family yes i I was quite privileged but my my house still today it's not huge Mm. um yes we go out sometimes to nice places to eat and so on but we've i've never been you know i've never spent four weeks in new york just because yeah, yeah or i've yeah. never been to barbados just because yeah, like yeah, yeah. our holidays regularly were to france which you can drive to the yeah, yeah, yeah. the tunnel's quite cheap yeah, yeah, um yeah. we stay with friends so we're not spending really that much money on accommodation but not all the time it just depends yeah, yeah. um
2: yeah very similar to kind of our our holidaying patterns is
1: yeah as well and it was like once once a year maybe mm. maybe if there was like a an a rare occasion so like yeah, I can definitely say that there was a split divide um
2: was it was money discussed? Did did your parents ever like talk to you about money or was um, it was it just cuz I think this They is- tried to. Yeah.
1: It was definitely a discussion. I think my dad is I'm very similar to my dad. Yeah. Um we're both terrible with money. Yeah. And he says this to me now as we're adults. Well, now is, he's been an adult since yeah. I've known him. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> but when we go on these long walks, the one thing that we like to do when I go visit is go on a big walk and catch up. Yeah. And um, he... I, I might be remembering this wrong. Mm. And if he's ever listening, you know, I'd rather Dad's you... Dad. Shout out to my dad, but I'd rather you weren't listening because I've revealed a lot yeah. about myself. Um, but if you are, I think that he would say something like, how can I give you advice on spending when I'm the worst spender I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And
2: that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, which so- is which is contrast to the absolute terror I have of asking my dad anything about money. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it fucking scares me to talk to him about money. I just... Really? Uh, yeah, because I, I just like my... I'm so like, I'm so scared of his... Uh, I still am quite scared of my father in his disappointment. I don't know if I, I've i shared this in the post, but like, I I think he's the only person in the world who has the ability to reduce me to tears just by words. Wow. He's just the only, and because he used to, I, I think I valued his, uh, I valued his view and opinion of me so much. And he used to say devastating things to me, man. Wow. I remember when I, um, uh, I can't remember if I, to- I told you this before, but um, none of my siblings are going to listen to this. But he told me once when we when I was about fifteen or sixteen, we had a big fight. He and i we had an argument I can't remember what it was about we had a big big argument, and um afterwards, I think I'd like stormed off upstairs and and after things had calmed down, he came upstairs to talk to me and uh I think i'd done s i'd done something wrong. I can't remember what it was, probably drug related or something, and I was fighting him about it probably arguing a futile case, and he said um he said i'm in the unfortunate position uh where i have a favorite child and he was like you are probably my favorite child but i cannot tell you how much you disappoint me sometimes and um i was fucking wounded i just remember just like just not even like bursting into tears just like a solitary tear wow <laughs> um and i and- so like if you if that's
1: like poetically fierce yeah. <laughs> like it's not just swearing at someone saying oh you're a piece of shit it's yeah, like yeah. that's like poetically yeah, like yeah yeah.
2: yeah yeah it was it's kind of just like a i deep. love you but f- you fucking hurt me on a mm-hmm. regular basis and to be fair i did hurt him on a regular basis yeah. like i was constantly lying to him and just like just manipulating him and mm. you know he used to he used to fully tell me that he knew i was as I was, as he was giving me money for something or whatever, he would say, I know, I know what you're doing. I know, because I would just make shit up for him to give me money so I could use. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sorry. So we've gone off a bit of a tangent. Yeah,
1: that's okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, if a therapist was here right now, they could probably be like, isn't there underlying connections between father and spending? We'll get one on. We'll
2: get one on. I'll ask my therapist if he wants to come on. I bet he would fucking love it. Yeah? As long as he doesn't fucking charge me. <laughs> <laughs> Super expensive. That'd be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, so we just get psychoanalyzed. Well, I do, I'd be so intrigued to get my therapist on because he's such an interesting man. Yeah. He's done so many interesting things. Wow. Um, I never ask my therapist what, what his life is. I'd, I'd, I think my therapist needs to discuss his boundaries with his, whoever is <laughs> because I know so much about his life. Um, so he's just your buddy. He yeah, you pay, yeah, pay for his time. Like pals, yeah. That's pals such a great work.
1: job. This is why you want to become a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just want to get paid to friends. hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, carry on. So yeah, so my relationship, you know, with money, mm. very much throwing in all the the kind of need it now, blah 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 blah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I st- strong memories of being in. Uh, I used to just be obsessed with video gaming. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like being in a game shop seeing a game i can't afford i've just gotten a game yeah from yeah, from yeah. earned savings you know from like oh, i've waited for this or i've yeah, yeah, yeah. or i've i've traded in games to buy a game yeah, yeah, yeah you know but then there would be the occasional time where i'm just like i need it now
2: yeah, yeah and i yeah. just
1: be like oh you know yeah uh, oh what i used to do is uh pre like Talking to mum and dad or something, I'd be like, "Can I?" This is so powerful for where I'm at nowadays. Yeah, and yeah. talking about loan and debts, but like, can I um, take off my fourth coming uh, sa- money of savings from? Oh, Earth Days Christmas. You know, like like okay. Say if I I used to like clear up the garden or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if I do that, can I have like two? Like a month in advance, yeah, 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 money towards this game. And They're like, "But we've just got a game." I'm like, "Yeah, but I want that game." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pre-debting myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it gets so confusing. They wouldn't even know how much I own. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But nowadays it's different. I, like, I actually, uh, I owe my mum some money for help out with um getting my passport renewed. Yeah, yeah. And now I've actually, you know, I, I owe her like she's she's paid it to me and i owe her so i've got like you know certain amount and paying her back a month and stuff like that um so that's a shift where i'm actually paying back and i ask can i borrow which is good and i work out a plan of how to pay that back yeah but um what i've grown up with and it's not my dad's fault i don't blame him but it's how i've seen it is he's loves a bit of walking around town Splashing, should we get a coffee? Yeah, should we get a cake, and it's yeah, just yeah. going into any ca- any cafe. Yeah, or you know, Christmas time. Let's um, you know, he he'd be like, oh, my it didn't happen, but Christmas yeah. time this is a very uh very um interesting thing that's that that I noticed when we were sat at breakfast together that he was paying for for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he wa- his love, uh, his his lo- uh, love language is is Spending on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on on the people around him. Yeah, yeah. And he was, what if I give everyone money and you go off off and we we have a budget and we all come back with presents for each other? Mum was like, so you're going to give us money to buy you a present? Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, but it's you know it's it's not forgetting that yeah, yeah, yeah. part of what the the thing is. Yeah, I yeah. know, but, but I'm not gonna you know. Yeah, you're not giving me money to give you a present. That's for you to benefit from. Yeah, yeah. So my mentality growing up is witnessing things like that, and it's just like, oh, I just want to be able
2: to, yeah, 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 splash the cash out wherever I go. Yeah, because that's the other aspect as well, isn't it? It's that like wanting because I want to be generous. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and part of that is a good instinct and the other part of that is an ego instinct i want to be the person that takes care of other people like i want i want to be similar to my dad in the sense of he took he takes care of all of us like he still uh finances at least one of my siblings almost fully um i know that he's helping out one of my other siblings who's just had a child obviously i know that he helped out considerably my older sibling when him and his partner first bought the house when they had a child so like he's Always in the background, generously doing these things. I want to be like that, yeah. Um, but I don't have the. I probably have the means, but I don't have that. I still don't have that ability to manage those things. Yeah, and it is. It, it's like, I don't know whether that's something that you you kind of maybe collected from your dad as well as that sense of like I want to be the person who is buying stuff for other people on this. Kind no, of- it's backfired now. Oh, right. <laughs> people buy stuff for me a lot yeah. So I can't. I can't afford
1: to, but I'm really trying to, um, now it hurts me when I, when I want to be nice. Like, so at work recently, a colleague bought me a coffee. Yeah. I was like, oh, what do I owe you? And they're like, I'll buy me a coffee back. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And, uh, yesterday I was like, I'm going to go, um, go to the bakery or whatever, where they have the cafe. And I was like, oh, who wants something? Same colleague was like, oh, can I get a coffee? I'll pay you back when you come in. They had forgotten. Yeah, so yeah i owed them a coffee and i remembered so i was like i'm gonna give this will be me paying them back yeah, yeah. So i gave it to them and just said don't worry about it internally i'm like you can't afford to be treating and paying back people yeah, 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 and it hurt but i was like no because that yeah i'm just gonna never gonna be giving things back otherwise
2: yeah 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 never
1: gonna and and, and that holds me back from being generous yeah so i'm really trying now even if financially I'm, I'm struggling or i'm trying to be good to not be the person that is receiving all the time. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimately that builds up self-centered mentality.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I,
1: I'm trying to find a fine line of, I don't want to treat people when I can't afford to treat people. Cause there's no, there's no, yeah, it doesn't yeah. need to be an ego here. Yeah. I don't need to be the splashing the cash. Oh, yeah, I'll get yeah. you this. I'll get you that. But I don't want to be the person that's like a hand me down or a charity. I don't, even if I'm not, it feels like I'm being gifted stuff everywhere but
2: but but i i hear what you're saying daniel (laughs) but and this is something that i've cut i've done a bit of a u-turn on um is people want to gift people other stuff right people want to be generous if they have the means to be and if they want to get you something uh then I think it's perfectly okay for you to receive that thing. You're not seeking it. You're not, and this, is, I, this has definitely come from my kind of my uh, faith journey that I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> that I'm on. There's is quite a th- lot has happened since the last episode. Yeah, we haven't yeah. even gone into that yet. Yeah. Yeah. We can probably talk about that another time. Yeah. Okay. Um, but part of the kind of the culture of the, the, f- the faith and the spirituality I'm a part of is generosity, free giving, um, which is probably a part of all kind of, uh all kind of religions and faiths but it, it, it's a big part and also receiving is a big part of it as well and it's about accepting um with humility and great gratitude when you receive something without feeling like somehow it denigrates you or makes you less than because you are receiving something i had really a great experience where um i was able to financially help i, I have some friends who i go to church with they're a they're a young family. They've got three young children. Uh, currently, neither of them of work are working for a variety of reasons. But neither of this couple are working. They've just had a new child, and uh, they uh, recently like been saving for a very long time to buy a new car because their old car was shit. And they bought this lovely new car, and then it conked out within like a couple of weeks of them first buying it. It turned out to have all these problems with it, so they ended up getting smacked with this very large bill for their. Um, uh, for this car and uh, and they couldn't afford to cover it and then by happenstance somebody gave them gifted them some money um and then uh they were telling me this story and they were saying oh it was actually incredible they were like for no reason at all these people just gave us this money um which we were so grateful for because we had something we were literally like how are we going to function without a car um and it hasn't covered the entirety of the bill but it's still you know it's an incredible thing and they were so grateful for it; it was amazing and then i was like and I I asked them how much was left over, and they they told me, and um, I won't say how much it was, but it would like I I was like I could give them that money. I I, I like, and when you immediately know you are like I can afford to give them that. Yeah, and um and I really wanted to as well. It was like a real kind of sense of I love these people. They are um they're incredible. They've been really important to me in terms of like my kind of my faith and my uh. they they, yeah they they are the people i probably value the most in this particular church that i go to and they have a young family i love their kids their kids are incredible um and they just do such i see them do such amazing stuff and they both like work so hard and i was like i could do something for these people so i gave them the money to cover this like Uh, and it was honestly one of the best experiences i've ever had from a purely selfish perspective um and i haven't this is Normally if I do something good for people, I tell everyone about it. I realize I am now saying this on a podcast, but like I haven't told anyone about <laughs> that. I did this thing yeah. um, because it just and it, because I did it and I forgot about it. It wasn't like I did it and went, that was a fucking brilliant thing I did. I did it. And then I forgot about it. And it's kind of, as we're having this discussion, but like, but sorry, what I'm, tra- the point I'm trying to get at really in a roundabout way is, it meant something to me that i was in a position that i could help someone and i did help those people and it meant something to me Mm. so i don't think that the i get what you mean by you know i don't want to be the person who's receiving or feeling like they're a charity case all the time but at the same time you're doing something for somebody else if someone wants to be generous and to give you something Um, and they have the means to If someone doesn't have the means to i would be like Nah, i don't want you to do that for me because i realize you're putting yourself at a disposition to kind of give me that but if i am in a position to help someone and i can what an incredible gift to give someone to allow them to help you yeah, we're all so yeah. fucking proud we're all so proud to be like it's less um it's less about um
1: whether i you know if someone's like oh, i'll get this for you yeah as uh i still struggle sometimes to be like ah, i can't i can't return the favor anytime soon
2: yeah Type thing.
1: Um, but you don't
2: have to. And that's, that's the idea of, this is why I kind of, I fell in love a bit with my faith is this idea of grace
1: mm. Um,
2: because uh, the whole principle of uh, in case you haven't guessed, I've become a Christian. Uh, The whole principle of Christianity is based on the idea of grace and grace is getting something that you don't necessarily deserve or you don't need to pay back. That's Mm -hmm. the whole concept of grace is about, um yeah getting something that you there is no reason for it there's no there doesn't and there doesn't need to be a reason and it's this this incredible idea of like generosity and unconditional love and um yeah it's it, yeah just like get but getting that thing that you don't deserve and accepting it i think that's just like an incredible thing
1: public service announcement number five yeah it's okay to receive gifts from generosity
2: yeah if you're being resistant to gifts fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you're swearing at a lot of uh mystery people today yeah yeah fuck you <laughs> people i don't know, i'm just i'm just imagining really skeptical people listening to this podcast and i'm yeah, yeah, maybe that's just the mindset I'm in today. That I'm, just imagining some, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining some skeptical middle-aged man listening. to This being like these guys are wankers, and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's really that's really
1: good. I think that's really interesting, uh, and it gives me something to think about. Mm. And I do remember that sometimes when someone, if I am in a situation where someone wants to just gift gift something, share something with me, yeah, and, and they're like, don't worry about it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh okay yeah I think when
2: it happens a lot
1: I start to feel less than and that's an insecurity
2: yeah Uh, I'd imagine because ultimately what's going to happen Dan is that you will um, you'll you'll find more manageability in your finances mm -hmm. you'll get a higher paying job and suddenly without you even realizing you'll find yourself in a position where you can afford to flagrantly buy things for other people if you want to, if you choose to. Yeah, and I think f- from the other side, you'll be like, "Oh God, like it's actually so nice to just to be able to be like, I'm going to get this for you. I'm going to
1: do this." For yeah, you. yeah. Um, One thing that I've uh, valued from as well, uh, which I, I, you know, I'm not speaking on this episode to say I have a solution to any spending habits because I don't. I've I I do just-
2: got a debt. Anonymous. Right?
1: Okay. <laughs> But one thing, <laughs> one thing that I've uh, found really beneficial is looking at kind of habit forming mm-hmm. and how to break up that habit forming, mm. and uh, just listening to, you know, I feel I feel like it's, it's uh, I, I think I'm really trying to listen to what people are doing, mm. how they're getting out of situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to um, Lydia and how yeah, she's yeah. trying to combat it, and. um and I think one thing that I found very beneficial, and this isn't any advice that someone's given me, but it's just to stop. When I'm out and about, stop, and and I'm looking at something, I'm like, I need that now. Yep. Recently, I know this is quite a an odd thing to be getting into buying, but I think this is quite common as well. I heard it in a, uh, in a not saying they're the best band in the world, but Maximo Park lyric.
2: I think Maximo Park, are an incredible band, don't you dare play down how great Max Parker continue that song books from boxes oh I never heard that okay. <laughs> um
1: I forgot what the lyric is but it's to do with oh but, uh, buying books. oh that's a different song altogether buying books I'll never read Yeah, yeah 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 I've been getting in a habit of buying loads of books oh god I do that yeah And I'm like, oh, that would be great on my shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now i reach the point where I'm spending money on books that I don't need to buy. Yeah. And
2: um, You know what's so shameful is when you've got a Kindle and you buy books on Kindle, and Kindle tells you what percentage of the book you've completed. (laughs) So I just look through all the Kindle books in my library, and uh, it's like 50%, 30%, 70%. (laughs) Wow. I've so rarely finished these books. Yeah. And they all do something for me at the time. Like, I'll read something and get something from each of them, but... It's actually, yeah, it's it's quite humiliating how few of the books I actually buy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> complete. So, so I've got so so um to try and like what I've learned recently is I was getting a habit of just buying books, mm. not actually getting around to reading them. But I was reading a lot. I've read quite a lot. I've finished a lot of books this year so far already. Yeah. Um. Probably by the time this episode comes out, even more so. Mm. So, congratulations to me. Yeah. But, <laughs> joking, everyone. Um. But what i've come to learn and this is really helpful for me is looking at the thing that you want Mm. pausing and i think this is like a a, uh in in, in, introducing trying to introduce some mindfulness yeah uh maybe even a moment to take a deep breath and be like do i need this right now and then i i I play the tape forward Mm. which is a, a lesson that i learned from uh the early days of getting sober yeah 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 what's the situation will unravel when I buy this. Not much. It's not going to be as dramatic as suddenly going and drinking and blacking out and waking up somewhere or getting in trouble with somebody or hurting myself or hurting someone. It's not quite as simple as that. If I buy a book and it goes on my shelf, big deal. Yeah, yeah. But do I have the financial uh, capacity to be spending this book right now? Yeah. And this is something I learned from Lydia, and I don't know where she learned this from, but it's like if I don't spend a tenner or Fiverr right now that mm. could go towards something I might want l- later on in the week. It might be some food that I need to buy. Yeah. 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 I might run out of food that could be beneficial towards that. Or maybe someone wants to hang out with me and I've been rejecting hanging out with people, which is good for my mental health because I'm financially incapable of hanging out and they might want to go to the cinema yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've just rejected them. But you can equally just say, let's just go for a walk. Yeah. 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 Um, but I'll look at a book and I'll be like, I need that now. Yeah. You know, it'll be some ridiculous book like Alan Watts, like how to become Zen instantly, or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Not
2: that he has Fuck a. Fuck you, Alan Watts. Fuck <laughs> you, Alan. No, R.I.P. Is he dead? He's dead. Yeah, okay. Dead as the dodo. Okay. <laughs> <Rest> <laughs> died of day. alcoholism, did he? Yeah, I think. Well, I think he died from. I think it's a bit vague, but I think he died of complications from liver disease, and he was a chronic drunk, apparently. Oh wow. Well. Yeah. Well, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Um, sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Sorry I, to anyone that's a
1: fan of Alan as well. We're just messing around.
2: Nah, fuck that guy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm, I'm messing around. I like, I like Alan once. So I think he's, I think he's good. <laughs> I do. Look at the book. Yeah. Picture my bookshelf at home and be like,
1: is this, I might uh, look at the amount of books I'm reading at the moment. Be like, I, actually, I don't need this book right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then by the time I've gotten home, it's fine. Yeah. Or if I'm on my phone, Mm. again just look at my if I'm if I'm on my phone at home just look up look yeah, up yeah at the shelf in front of me um, this applies to anything that clothes look at the clothes I've got I'm I'm struggling to find space to put my clothes anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. am I wearing clothes right now yeah. hell yeah I am He's, he certainly is let me yeah. tell you listeners this is not a new
2: podcast clothes let me tell that's them. right
1: Um, and that you know and if there's like we've been talking for a while we'll wrap this up soon but, you know, if there's emergencies, like I get sick, I need some sort of medication or whatever. Yeah. At least I didn't spend the money on books, clothes, music, that uh, you know, whatever. Mm. All this stuff. Stuff that's materialistic and and, not, and it's just fulfilling a certain insecurity at the time of looking at that item that I do not own. Mm. If there's something that I need, mm. a necessity, uh, then I have a bit more in my pocket mm. it's trying to take play the tape forward what if something happens later this week and i need the money to do it what if there's an emergency i have no petrol in my car yeah. or i have no money to get the train if there's an in a, whatever this kind of stuff yeah um and i mean that's been really helpful for me mm. um but again i'm not an expert and i'm in debt so
2: mm. <laughs> mm. um that's my two cents it's your that's your parting shot to anyone who's struggling with money or spending
1: yeah speak it's okay to have an issue with money uh it's okay to want to buy something straight away yeah but just having a bit more moment a pause in that moment and be mm. like what's the benefit of grabbing this right now yeah um that's been helpful for me
2: yeah i think that is helpful and if i could offer a parting shot as well yeah um i would say look At why do you want to buy something right now? Going even deeper, what? Yeah, almost. Why? What is it that makes you want to? And this is I probably this is less for in the moment. Like I think what you're describing is this is what you can do in the moment to deal with it, which I think is extraordinarily practical. I think something to think about far more broadly is what when when Dan and I talking about relationship with money. Like, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you define... I think most people probably do define themselves by how much money they have in their bank account. Or they compare themselves to how much money somebody else has in their bank account versus how much money they have. Because pro- there are probably incredibly wealthy people out there who have plenty of savings, plenty of money. Um, extraordinary, extraordinary wealth in comparison to myself and you who feel less than because yeah. uh, you move in circles where people have even more money. So it, I guess that's something I would, I, I would encourage everyone to question is how are, you, how are you measuring your value? And if you're measuring it against a balance in your bank account, well, it's all a fucking fantasy anyway, isn't it? Money doesn't exist. It's just a concept we made up, which is a really useful concept. And I'm not saying we should get rid of it. It's useful, mm. but it is just a concept. And if you are measuring your your value as a person in the moment with... How much money you have at any given time, or what you are able to purchase or do with that money, then you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to it's more loving. Sorry, you're not an idiot. You're just like every well, actually, we're all idiots. So yeah, you are an idiot. But ask yourself the question: Why? Do, you know, what are you valuing? What do I mean, you
1: mean? Immediately valuing? for me, if I ask myself that, it's you know very standard stuff. It comes from feelings of feeling less than. Yeah. If I do not have that thing or if I have no money then I feel less than yeah, or if I do not own that item there and then it is
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all the same yeah, yeah. like
1: uh, or comparison to other people if someone's yeah. got something yeah and I don't have it yeah
2: I'm not as good as them exactly um maybe think about that thing that you wanted so badly that because we've all had things where like I want that thing so fucking badly mm. that if I don't have it I will die and then you get the thing how do you feel about that thing now? Like, I remember when I bought AirPods the first time and I was so like, if I do not have AirPods, I will commit suicide. Wow. That's how strongly I felt about those AirPods. Now I forget I have them. Or I get annoyed with them because I think they're too, they're not loud enough or yeah, they fall not out too easily when I run or whatever yeah. it is. It's like, there's so many kind of, don't get me wrong, AirPods are sick, but they didn't do the thing that I wanted them to do, which was to complete me as a human. Yeah, which they can't do, and it's un- its unfair to expect AirPods to do that. In fact, I'm so- AirPods. I'm public. I'm Don't apologise to Apple. Don't apologise to Apple. AirPods. I'm apologising to AirPods, the inanimate object. AirPods. I'm sorry. I it was unfair of me to expect that you would do the impossible <laughs> and complete as a human.
1: Fantastic. Mm. So I've discussed earwax. You've mm-hmm. discussed apologising to. AirPods and that is the only thing that I've got from this. I, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I think, I think two two f- final passing things that I just like to leave. Mm-hmm. Three three recommended documentaries. Yeah. This isn't really one singular documentary. Mm-hmm. If you watch Bourdain yeah. again. He I'm goes actually, to I'm going
2: to watch I'm going to watch Anthony
1: Bourdain. Go to the countries which are just obviously less financially wealthy than than the mm, the one that we live in. Mm. You'll see how yes, there are, are struggles everywhere, but there's a greater sense of community in the places that have less money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not that they're not struggling, not that there is difficulty with politics and the power there. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. And that's covered yeah. there, but you do. I notice there's people around those streets that are more together. There's more yeah, yeah, communities yeah. together.
2: Well, yeah, because money breeds isolation and, and toxic independence. Yeah. Um. And elitism. And so those if, things so if you need like a political slap in the face no no no. yeah yeah yeah. so that's
1: quite interesting just to observe that um there's a documentary called happy mm-hmm. and uh i found that was profound and it compared wealthier countries work hard play hard suicide mm-hmm. rates and that compared with people with less money mm-hmm. and places where they are you know living out of a shack and they're comparing the happiness of the two mm-hmm. and i found that i found that was really profound and um and then another one was living on a dollar I think. Yeah. Where uh a group of wealthy uh young guys from America go to uh I think it's Cambodia or somewhere, and they set themselves a challenge to live almost even more still of a budget than some of the people that they were surrounding themselves by. Yeah, yeah. They're just really minimalizing their spending to yeah, such yeah. small amounts and then, you know. That's so cool. Um and these are quite extreme examples, but um, so what were they again? So, what's Anthony or Bourdain's one called? He's just his show is his shows It's just Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Cool, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. That one specifically is more to do with cool the areas. Okay, and then Happy, Happy, yeah, and Living on a Dollar, on a dollar. Yeah, they're quite interesting. I found for you me links them. I will try to link them. I will try to do the links because if they're not on, yeah, I'll, I'll link them up. Um, so, yeah, I hope that people got some interesting stuff to see how crossed. how uh, we still struggle. Mm. We're not the solution. No. But sometimes Hopefully
2: there is... Hopefully we provoked some thoughts in you
1: it and help you find your solution. Yes. And now that we're on Twitter, even though we've been on Twitter since the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, give us, you know, tweet anything that you found beneficial at Honest probably. Uh, and yeah anything that you found beneficial to your spending we would love to know because we are seeking more and more advice as well
2: and also anything you'd like us to talk more about or talk about that we haven't talked about we'll talk less about talk less about (laughs) if you'd like us just to have a silent hour but just so you know we're not going to talk
1: any less about earwax this is going to be the next session is going to be earwax hour No, no 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 I think the next one we might have a guest yeah That's going to be That's going to be very interesting Yeah Female perspective Yeah On Addiction 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 and recovery Because we're not females No So we can't really offer that perspective And I'm quite I'm I'd really like More Gender variation on The
2: Opinions of Backgrounds of Yeah yeah. It's not It's pretty dick heavy this podcast isn't it (laughs) Pretty dick heavy just saying. <laughs> apart from Chloe. Apart from Chloe, who's, yeah, as far as I'm aware, no dick.
1: Yeah. And I also would really like to get um, a member of the LGBTQI plus community because we you know, we, I haven't experienced much. Um, uh, Neither
2: have I. And also just to clarify as well, uh, just so people don't think I'm insensitive to the uh, subtleties in gender. I am aware that the defining characteristic of gender is not having a penis. Just to, just to qualify my dick-heavy comment, then I was saying it for purely humorous reasons. I'm aware that there are as many genders as you can shake a stick at, and having a dick is not a qualification for one or the other. Yeah, just wanted to
1: clarify that. Yeah, and 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 I thought I'd do a disclaimer as well. Any jokes that. <laughs> anything that we say that seems like a little bit you know below the belt we are just joking we are
2: just joking i love alan watts i think he's great i yeah. loving his work
1: we just we just trying to have some fun yeah. over serious topics
2: and except uh, for the middle-aged man listening to this yeah fuck you fuck you <laughs> no i love you middle-aged man love you middle-aged man he's our top listener yeah <laughs> He's always listening, because so it gets him so angry, and he loves that. He loves yeah. angry. Are oh, you these guys? He's young. Don't you middle-aged man, you love it. You love getting angry. Anyway, thank you for
1: listening. Um, you know, give us give us a follow if you want more. Really, half half professional. No, I don't know. Just give us a follow. Share us about. Um, we're 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 learning how to do this bit by bit, and give us a follow on Twitter. At Honest, probably.
2: catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Botox Cosmetic out botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.